0: Hello and welcome to Ends With Me. My name is Madison Ariel and I am your host on this podcast. Together we explore the depths of what it means to heal for ourselves so that we may grant permission for others to begin exploring their own healing journeys. So get cozy and enjoy. To episode seven of Ends With Me. I have Isabella Gasparini here with me today. Isabella is a dear friend, sister, mother to me. Um, just one of the most loving people I've ever met in my entire life. But she is the founder of Healing Art or Healing Circle Global home of reiki immersion school she offers energy and sound healing sessions women's circle gatherings workshops and master classes in the topics of belonging unconditional self-love duality and the power of mindset she is also an advocate for the divine feminine um yeah, Isabella is Canadian and also Brazilian and just has a lot of wisdom and incredible life lessons and journeys to share. So I'm so excited to be sharing her with you guys today because she is truly, um, a magical, magical human being. Welcome.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, I'm not sure what to say after that. So <laughs> thank you, Maddie. It's so good to be here. Um, so good to hear your voice, to connect with you. And the, my intention for this time together is that we, we bring the same opportunity of connection to others and that uh, we just, if we can open a channel for anybody, um, if we can provide something that may resonate, that's my wish for us here together. Amazing. Thank you.
0: All right. So my first question for you, Isabella, is
2: what has been the all-encompassing
0: lesson of your life so far?
2: Oh. Oh, just that.
0: <laughs> if you could if you could summarize like the big thing. <sighs> you have been diving into or yeah big, you know it's actually that your life has led you to
1: yeah and it's far. actually not that hard because what comes to mind first and foremost is that it is really through us opening our hearts and that means feeling all the feels allowing ourselves because I didn't so that's the lesson for me mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to really feel all the emotions that come through um, that we really find our way back to happiness love and actually it's our way back to ourselves um, that to me is absolutely the overarching yeah. through all the ups and downs that life throws at all of us really um we have choices we can make choices every day we choose how we the meaning we give to those events that happen in our lives. And, and I say this with absolutely no judgment, just saying that's what happens. We are sort of, uh, programmed or, you know, by cultural norms, society, by parents, by whatever to give meaning to circumstances. And then we react from those. And a lot of my life, um, as, and I'm doing air quotes you can see me because you have me on camera but strong person is uh, sometimes often at the deepest uh, let's say valleys running away from emotion Mm. just so I say pulling up my big girl pants and just going I have to do what it takes to kind of live the life and pay my bills or whatever tomorrow Um, not connecting so over all these years and ups and downs, my aha, my biggest aha in my life so far is definitely the opening of the heart to feel mm. to really allow ourselves to connect and to feel because it it actually empowers us it frees us um, it is not scary it was scary to me. I thought that if I did uh, allow at the deepest moments um of of despair, to feel the despair that I wouldn't come back from it. That's not true.
2: No, it's not true. No,
1: I definitely
0: can relate to that. I think in my life so far, I have been blessed at a younger age than most with the permission to be able to go to those darker places. Um, and explore those wounds in a place that feels safe and sacred and have been learning that it isn't, it isn't death. Like I don't, I don't die when I go to those places.
1: Yeah. Not only we don't die, but speaking of dying, it's, it, it, it actually um, allows the, I'm going to say ickiness, because it's a very technical term, ickiness uh, of, (laughs) of that fear of what's going to happen if I allow myself to feel that is what dies. Right. So that part dies. And then the next time you find yourself in that place, that emotional place, you then find that it's a bit easier to go through it. And then easier and easier to the point where I think you and I are there right now where we invited in. When we feel a place of trigger, we say, okay, there's something there. To me, my triggers are my portals. And I actually, mm. they are where I have learned the most mm. is what triggers me,
0: can teaches I, me. Yes. Can I dig into that? Can Can you tell mm. me what, what those triggers are?
1: Well, uh, there have been a pattern of triggers, and one that is—I'm uh, not sure if I'm going to transcend transcend that ever. I am open. Is motherhood is my my daughter when my daughter is going through um, any hard time. It could just be a b- meh day. Uh, it triggers me. So it has gone from over the years from depending on the level of her own triggers and where Mm -hmm. she was at with her own process Uh, an absolute deep fear like for many many years I lived waiting to exhale I think that was like six seven years waiting to exhale I actually had that sensation I probably wore my shoulders like by my by my earlobes you know and then that's every time I realized I would Exhale, but I, you know, my soul wasn't exhaling. It's Mm. probably not the right term, but that's what it felt like. I couldn't exhale, and uh, you know, from from that point. So that's actually really what has taught me to just surrender, the surrender to that moment, and let the emotion come. It took a long time before I, I, again, the more I waited to exhale. I would wait to exhale. Wait to wait to exhale. I remember feeling the cortisol kind of pumping into my to my body of stress when there was a moment of stress, and there were many moments of stress and life and death situations. And so, you know, how do you cope? Because ultimately, for me, is really important to be there for her or be there for others. And that's kind of uh, transfers to to other areas of my life and. And she's being uh, one of the most important uh you know things she is the most important connection I have in life, and it she's a trigger like so her mm. her state of being is a trigger, and I know that even as I say this, I don't want it to be so mm. uh because it's not up it's not up to me, right yeah. She is not responsible either, and she knows that she's not responsible to make me. Happy or not happy or any of that, yeah. And because she knows that, um, also we we exchange in a point where she tells me when she's not doing well. So, mm. so that triggers me, and it could trigger me even yesterday when she's like, eh, "I'm just having a, you know, not a great day," and and so on. And and even for a split second that I'm cat that I can now catch that I go, okay, that triggers. So I breathe and I go. It's a trigger. I'm not sure where necessarily it's coming from, other than motherhood. Yeah, um, but th- I would say that that for sure is my biggest. Yeah, my th- biggest trigger. I
0: think uh, I love I I love that you're speaking to this first of all because your daughter is only a few years younger than I am. Yep. Yeah. and so I it's it's. Enlightening for me to hear you speaking to this because I definitely see similar dynamics playing out with my own mother.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, and I definitely I know for a fact my siblings and I are a trigger for her as well. Mm-hmm. Um and I think you are definitely not the only mother that is deeply triggered by her mm. children. And if and if I'm understanding correctly, when, when she's not having a good day or when she is needing assistance or feeling like she's struggling, that is what triggers you.
2: Yeah. This need to
0: help or protect or. Uh,
1: yeah. The fact that if she's not, um, if she's not okay and because she has history, uh, with mental illnesses and she works very hard at it. so. you know, it started, it it was an evolution, and I know it's every mother's trigger, like Mm -hmm. the children is every mother's, and then uh, my own, you know, my own mother, and I think realizing, and I'm not sure if it's a realization, or if if I've always sort of felt that underlying current of the energy that it's, I I don't want, for me, uh, the focus is not me, this is, this isn't about me, so, however, Uh when you separate that, when you separate, okay, what is it that I can do? I mean, we're we're digressing from this because of her own journey is not my journey. My daughter's struggle with uh mental health, for example, is not about uh me. Um, regardless of, you know, I'm not gonna go into details about it, you know, if 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 I can do something to help or otherwise. I realized came to realize and had to realize for my own mental health that my expectation that I could uh, solve the issue needed to be surrendered. And Mm. because, you know, as, as, as a mom, and I think that is, this is universal. um, We think, and I truly thought as in thought as an, I was was an absolute for me that I could solve any of my, any of my daughter's issues. I could make anything better. Mm. Um, And of course, this is very easy when it's at a younger age, where it's more about the mechanics than it is about the emotional stuff. Right. And that brought me great pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still, the trigger is still bringing that pain of awareness that I cannot, that it is actually isn't for me that my role um, in her life is walk beside her, run interference if I have to, mm. but to not, and I am not responsible for, for her being that way. Um, so it triggers me just in a to make it really simple. It, it, when it triggers me is because I want her to be Okay. Right. I want her to be okay. Like we want people that we love to be okay. Um. So the the trigger comes. It feels. I feel viscerally still like the trigger. Every trigger is felt in our body. We may not notice it yet, and that's part of my own journey is connecting with how everything feels in my body. Yeah. And from that moment that I know that it has triggered me. Uh, the awareness of the trigger, then even the awareness is all, all, almost it also works as um, a release.
2: Mm. It works
1: as a "Okay, I got this, I got yeah. this." Um, it's a trigger, so a trigger is a portal, and every time I get triggered uh, w- with not being able to help my daughter to just solve this, solve the issue for my daughter because that's really is the trigger. Yeah, it gives me an opportunity for me to uh, get closer to her or maybe find a way that neither her or I have thought that I could help or that one can help each other. Um, so I'm able to uh, let's say recover mm. much faster than let's say six, seven, eight years ago, my gosh, right. 10 years ago. Right. So, you know, other, other triggers for me, because, then you ask me about triggers are when I, if I witness um, inequality or someone being mm. taken advantage of, um, someone being mistreated in front of me, that's a trigger for me. And, and I welcome that trigger, I'll tell you that. Because, you know, if, if I am given the opportunity to witness it, it gives me an opportunity to do something about it. So it's,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a, it, it's, a, it's a one level of the trigger. For me, but not much else. I'll be honest with you. Not much else triggers me anymore. Um, Good. Yeah, it's a it's it's a long. It's certainly a long, long time practicing the noticing for
2: sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and we all like it's a choice, right? It's Mm -hmm. it's coming to the realization that you have the choice as to whether or not you are going to
1: react yes um, I, I would say for me the the, the weight of the choices and it's so powerful this is something that I learned I was exposed to by one of my mentors like this concept I mean we, you know it's it's uh it's not a new concept at all that it's the it's the meaning that we give what happens to us that we then use that meaning to react from that so the control isn't the meaning and uh, because if we can assert ourselves to the meaning we're giving to any situation we can then react it choose to react it in the, however way but it is then a conscious choice as opposed to a reaction from often ego right mm-hmm. or from pain or from hurt which is all part of the way that ego forms so um that has actually changed my life maddie really changed my life and it came actually in a in a professional environment when i still worked in corporate that this that i was exposed to this and it applies for every area of my life and it applies for every area of anybody's life Uh, an event something that can and is neutral that we often don't realize the neutrality of an event Um, it doesn't mean that we don't feel. It doesn't mean that we hold emotions, right? It doesn't yeah. mean that we don't acknowledge the first, even the first reaction we have. Yeah. But what it means is we take our power back. Mm. as we, we take our power back and we go, okay, it, it's it's with a level of object objectivity as well as intuition. That we sort of play around these energies of the events, and an event can be something as simple as a broken nail I had this morning. To had to drop my car off at the mechanic and got a phone call. Oh, you're going to need new tires, and um, you know, just that—that's an event, right? Somebody had um, had a phone call. Uh, somebody had a phone call. That's an event. We are the ones that give it meaning. Mm -hmm. to that phone call give it meaning to the fact that my car needs new tires gives meaning to my broken nail Uh, it's neither good or bad when it's when we capture the fundamental very seed part of the event because everything in our lives has in our lives has an event yeah we're able to discern from that point
2: Mm
1: -hmm. right we're able to discern so an example would be going back to my daughter and i look she she lives in another province as you know she goes to university in another province and uh, we were going to spend christmas together actually we were going to spend two weeks together i was so looking forward to it we love spending time together and then just things progressed in a way that from that to only spending 4 days to not spending any time at all to me not knowing exactly when i'm going to see her next yeah So so it's a double whammy because it's to do with my daughter. So I know that that's sort of my my very sensitive spot. It's like my heart. I hold my heart outside of my body sort of thing. And um, when that happened, I had a reaction. I was immediately sad, which is, you know, I shed some tears and I felt I allowed it to come. And then I stepped back from it. When I was ready, I didn't push myself. When I was ready, I stepped back from it and I went, okay, the event is I'm not spending Christmas with my daughter, period. It's not, oh my God, it's a horrible thing. I'm not spending Christmas with my daughter. Mm -hmm. I can own that other part. Oh yeah, I'm not happy that I'm not spending Christmas with my daughter, but then I can choose, right? I, I can choose. And when we hold absolutes like it's a horrible thing when I don't spend Christmas with my children or if I don't do this
2: or do that that's when we give our power away right right I think I think even just
0: 2020 as a year I think Mm -hmm. has
2: for many people been uh of events that could very easily be labeled as tragic. Yes. It if if you are able to
0: look at it as a neutral event that you do take your power back from it. So for example, yes. I mean, as much as I am over wearing a mask, I'm over not being allowed to see people, I'm over what is happening at work, like all of this is causing me great discomfort.
2: Uh, It is still neutral, you know? You know, like nothing that is happening right now is good or bad. It just is.
0: And And there are things that are happening as a byproduct of COVID that wouldn't otherwise be happening that I am actually grateful for. The relationship I am in, for example, would likely not be a relationship if COVID hadn't happened because it gave us the space to be spending more time together. Whereas before we were both working seven days a week and saw each other like, I not know, once a month as just friends.
2: Yeah. And so yes.
0: that and then this apartment I am living in right now with the most incredible roommate also likely wouldn't have worked out the way it worked out because... We moved in here June 1st. And if COVID was not a thing, I was supposed to be running dance recitals and doing work things the entire month of June and probably wouldn't have slowed down enough to move out of my parents' home. Yeah. And I'm so glad to live here. And also, there's no way I could have afforded this place if COVID wasn't (laughs) a thing because the (laughs) rental prices dropped when COVID hit. And the person that was in this unit uh, opted out of their lease early because they lost their job. So, like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for COVID.
2: Yeah. And so, yeah.
0: you 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 can label it as a bad thing because it is not super comfortable to be
2: dealing with this. Especially for the duration of time we've been dealing with it. And there has been
0: some really cool things that have come out of it for me.
1: Yes. And in any polarizing situation, and that's what um, this pandemic, for example, has become in a way that is um, has never happened in the world before. Um, Not only because it affected the entire world, but also because technology allows us to stay connected. So we know what's going on in each other's lives.
2: So the,
1: the the magic, because to me it was kind of magic, because it was a big aha moment, the magic of about not giving meaning, it's, it, it happens before finding the silver lining into things, actually. It doesn't even have to have a silver lining. It's not about, again, because it's, you know, sometimes I talk to, to a lot of people about this. I actually teach a class on this. It's not about the bypassing on to let's find and let's be positive. It's it's not about that. That can come later. You can use you can use part of that wisdom. Mm-hmm. But the wisdom in to identify the event and identify my part in it, the the meaning that I'm giving is the gift is is the magic. It it's not again to separate it's not even at first step. Is not even to say it's neither good or bad because that is that is what, what I also believe. Finding that middle path, but it's just to say, okay, the event is just that we have a virus in the world. We have a virus in the world, and a virus can cause this, can cause that, whatever. You can go down that way. We've had other virus in the world. Oh, there is a way that we can prevent it. Those are all events. Like those are all events. Event is something that you can take a picture of. So you're not. You're not putting out your opinion, you're not putting, uh, you you know, you're not saying it's very true or little true. There is no such thing, uh, very true or little true, right? Event is something that, you know, it's a test result. It's a,
2: that's an event. The meaning you give to it, right? The pregnancy Mm -hmm. test can be a good thing. And for some people, same event, that's probably a really good idea. Like a same
1: event can cause a different level of excitement in in your in your body. So the choice becomes once we notice what the event is and how we feel about the event. Where do we want? Because where what do we want the outcome to be? Mm. So in case if I go back, because that is it. If you focus on the outcome, if you focus on the outcome, and my outcome is my own personal personality is I want to live a life that I'm authentic that I uh, spread love really and compassion and that I can be a a safe place for people so if I use that premise if that's my compass when I'm dealing with my trigger about my daughter let's say right and and look at it from a a neutral event, but still feeling my emotions, I can say to my daughter every time, "I am sorry that you're having a crappy day or a so-so day or blah blah day, whatever it is. What can I be for you? What can I do for you? Mm. And just hold space for myself in that? Mm. Because what it is it that I want is to be able to truly help and support and and not hinder either myself or cause that codependency so that's it you know so it's a it's it's there's such an elegance to this awareness there's a sophistication to the awareness of the choice that we really have and if we take the awareness of the neutrality of events period our feelings towards it and what's the outcome that we want to create then and, and honestly, it, maybe I'm making it more complicated than it is. Um, hope not. But it's certainly a, a matter of there's a, a subtlety and there is an elegance and a sophistication, like I, I said before, about these, these energies that just come. And when we pick them up, and actually it's about aligning, going in the flow with these
2: energies, they become more common in our lives. We trigger less, like from anybody from like cutting off in traffic to buying a house or whatever, or
1: whatever hardships people are anybody is going through during these times, because that is a reality for most. And when I mean hardship is, you know, uh, living in this world where you have to pay bills, have to go to work when you don't at that moment have food to feed your children, that's, that's an event, right? That's an event and uh, it is not one not one that I, that I judge uh, anyone feeling despair, but we can still take our power back at that point. Uh, we really can't because often um, in events, we give the meaning that we have no, no option, that that is the end of it all, that we have no option. So if we think that we have no option, guess what happens? We have no option. Right. But but if you realize that that's what you're giving, the the thought of no option is the meaning you're giving it all of a sudden opens up the possibility, the infinite possibilities of resolution, of flow, of uh, moving through and releasing whatever that event may be, including COVID, including the pandemic, including mask wearing or not mask wearing, whatever that may be. Yeah
0: yeah it's so funny my roommate and I last night both of I've been in a in and out of funks lately um but last night her and I did some meditation and then ended up playing some tribal drumbeat music and just dancing around our living room with I have a little belly dance skirt so she put that on we were just being goofballs and then we ended up um full moon so we wrote down what we're releasing mm-hmm. what we're calling in and then went down to the river which is super close to our place and burnt it Um little ritual thing there and then we I, we just went for a walk and it was so much fun and we had this uh, bluetooth speaker with us so we were listening to yeah. crazy music and going around and it was just so much fun and both of us were saying we that it didn't even feel like we were living in the same reality we were when we were mad about "quote unquote what is," you know. Mhm. Yes. Because because it is what you make it, right? So we had both been stressing about work and then at one point we were walking over the it's the Elbow River that Yeah. It's the elbow. Um, We were walking by the elbow river and we were on this bridge and we just like were stopped. And the moonlight was like on the ice and the river was, flow. it was so beautiful. And we were, she goes, it's just so beautiful. And I said, yeah, it's so funny. Like when we're in our apartment stressing about what's going on in the world and what's happening with work, we forget that this river is 300 meters from our apartment. But five years ago, Well, more than that, 2013, the flood. (laughs) Yeah, it's like this river was very much present in our lives as being a like thing, you know. So it's it's just so funny how you can, by focusing on what is, you almost you you forget what actually is, you know. Yeah. Which is that we're just human on this planet, and there's physical things about us and. And
2: the lens in which you choose to view life through is how you are going to see the world. And, the, and that is our power. How much power we have to create our
1: own reality. You know, uh, We hear this a lot, the co-creation of our own reality. And this is not about making, yeah, not yet anyway getting a a magic wand and just making something appear in front of you maybe soon but it is about creating something to make it appear in front of you as the life the resonance that you want to have around you um this has again the, the the awareness of choice the awareness of the meaning we give to events and then connecting to that has really shifted my life to not only make me more aware of myself, make me more aware of where I can really contribute the way that resonates with my heart the most, but also has made me aware of my opportunities for growth and for a, let's say a four lane awakening journey, as opposed to um, doing my best as, 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 a, as a optimist in this, in this world, you know, so um there is a, a true power to practicing to connect with a new the event as a neutral thing. What is the piece of whatever happens to us that is just an event? And just doesn't mean more or less. It, it's just a like a fact,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's okay for us to then realize. The, the the meaning we're giving onto it the, the other thing is you talked about to you, you uh the, the power of meaning as well all right so the the it like an example is like the ritual you're talking about the ritual you did last night and that is also related to meaning right because what you are doing is you are burning something that you meant to you had things you want to release and things you want to call forth to you. It is not different than the meaning that we give to things that uh, happen or then come to fruition or come to be in front of us, regardless if we, when we do a ritual, um, uh, it it could be even taking a shower. It's a ritual of meaning, whatever it's going to mean, right? When you do a ritual like you did last night, when you actually set some time to give it some thought to what you want to release, what you wanted to call for, and whatever ritual that is, you actually burnt it. You gave it a meaning, so meaning is powerful. Mm-hmm. So meaning is not something to be discarded; it's just to be understood and put in its place. Right. right? That we give it meaning. So, you know, if I'm thinking that. If something, and I'm going to say that we would, most of us would consider bad, happen to us, um, to take the power of meaning back, we can look at that sadness feeling, that angry feeling that it may cause, that whatever that event caused, whatever that happened to us caused, and take that back to us and go you know, why am I this way? And is there, is there another way that I can process this? Uh, and it's not necessarily that it has a way to process that you're going to gain bypass anger, none of that. But it gives us an insight into ourselves. And that's how we take, again, our power back. We empower ourselves. We, we step onto our sovereignty, right? To just go, yes, this is part of me. I'm angry because of this, 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 but I'm angry. This is not making me angry. Mm-hmm. I owe my anger. Nothing yeah. can make you angry, right? So that's the power. It's a subtle and a very sophisticated, elegant type of concept that can really shift anyone's, um, I really believe that, anyone's mm-hmm. um, life. And it gives you peace, brings you freedom. It just gives you freedom. To it, it becomes an awareness that no matter what happens, we can process, deal with, uh, invite, um, sort of marinate in the energies that come with it tragedy to the, the sweetest moments. The sweetest moments. So,
2: thank you. Yeah, awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us today. Um, it's always so lovely to connect with you and you and I are definitely going to have to connect again on another call because I feel like we have a lot of personal things oh, yeah. to talk about and catch up on. Um, but thank you so, so much for being on and ends with me today. And just before we wrap up, can you share... Where people can find you if they resonate with you and want to learn more about you and what you're doing. Sure,
1: absolutely. So, I'm on Instagram, is probably the best place right now, which is uh, Healing Circle, um, at Healing Circle altogether, and uh, also Facebook, uh, healingcircle.ca. They can find me there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Isabella.
1: Thank you, my love. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And yes, let's connect soon.
2: Okay. Okay. Love you. Bye.